Hi Adam, this is Assessment 1A from Group 16 and this is Deb Gorman, the rapper. Here we go. The definition of creativity and imagination has been discussed and debated since the turn of the last century, if not longer, by theorists around the world. For many non-theorists, there has been the belief that creativity belonged mainly to the arts. However, after our readings and YouTube viewings from this unit, it is now evident the importance of creativity and imagination being used across the curriculum in education. If we are to prepare our students to face a future in the 21st century that is so ever-changing and unpredictable, we need to teach them the power of creative thinking. As stated by Ken Robinson, the only way to prepare for the future is to make the most of ourselves on the assumption that doing so will make us as flexible and productive as possible. Many definitions of creativity have been written by theorists and educationalists, such as creativity is imaginative processes with outcomes that are original and of value by Robinson. In Wielgoz, Marshall and Cohen describe creativity as being centred around finding or making connections or as adaptability. A more comprehensive definition by Lucas is that creativity is a state of mind in which all of our intelligences are working together. It involves seeing, thinking and innovating. Creativity can be demonstrated in any subject school or in any aspect of our life. Creative people question the assumptions they are given. They see the world differently and are happy to experiment, to take risks and to make mistakes. They make unique connections often unseen by others. All of these definitions are valid and all mesh together to give an overall idea of what creativity is. Perhaps the definition of creativity is different for everyone, but the essence is the common thread. This is summed up beautifully by Wilgos when she says, one set definition or description, description sorry, is impractical and inadequate. By its very nature, creativity will always have context-specific meanings. We are all born with great potential and given the correct opportunities, we can unleash our creativity and imagination. Children are creative beings that have a natural curiosity that leads them to constantly explore, investigate and experiment to gain an understanding of the possibilities in their environment. It is these qualities that are the basis of creativity. Providing stimulus in all its different forms is definitely a way to promote imaginative thought, which is essential for creativity. Creativity is not just found in an educational setting, but is central to all aspects of life. Robinson refers to Finding your element. Finding your element or your talent is like finding your true essence, your true aptitudes. 
Finding your element is essential to your well-being and ultimate, ultimate success and by occasion the effectiveness of our educational system. If we can each find our element, we all have the potential for much higher achievement and fulfilment. We all have distinctive talents and passions that can inspire us to achieve far more than we may ever imagine. Being in our element depends on finding our own distinctive talents and passions. Lucas refers to this holistic approach as a state of mind. If, creati if creativity is about being in your element or being in a state of mind, then this is a good basis teaching creatively and recognizing creativity in others. Robinson and Lucas both agree that creativity can be taught. If we are to teach creativity and support its development in our schools, then our learning environment must be one that is conducive to these ideas. Cleese believes that for creativity to come to fruition, we must set aside boundaries of time and boundaries of space to allow the imaginative process to take place. Anarella is also a firm believer of setting aside time. It is important that we are keen to hear our students' thoughts and ideas and give them blocks of time just to express them and have a play with them. From playing, the students will learn from errors that occurred and new ideas will emerge, some which may have never even been thought about before given the time to play. Schools can allocate time for this by incorporating it into the timetable, but for others, teachers included, so that we are walking the talk and practicing what we preach, it would need to become a way of life, a holistic approach. When we allow time to find, sorry, when we allow children time to find their element, we are giving them the tools to connect with something fundamental to their sense of purpose, identity and well-being. Being in that state provides a sense of self-revelation, of defining who they really are. An important way to support imagination and creativity in children is to explore how they learn. Lucas discusses the point that there is more than one kind of intelligence. He makes reference to Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. This highlights the many different ways that children acquire knowledge and understanding. Bloom's taxonomy is another similar theory. These approaches give children the opportunity and freedom to experiment with different styles of learning to enable them to find their aptitude. It is in this arena that teachers can use their creative potential to deliver activities. These are just two examples of moving away from an educational approach that promotes one learning style or system for all to an approach to make the system fit you. Lucas and Robinson again both agree that for creativity to occur, there must be a freedom to make mistakes an environment where mistakes prompt greater learning. If mistakes do not occur, then original thought cannot take place. Therefore, we must create an environment where mistakes are acceptable 
and value the thought process that continues on. However, there is a huge conundrum in the education system in many countries across the world as many are moving more and more towards standardised testing. As we research the importance of creativity in all subject areas, it is very difficult to nurture it in communities where only certainty is rewarded. Lucas further emphasises essential key conditions to support creative learning within the classroom. Number one. Students need to be challenged with appropriate goal setting of tasks, both by the teacher and individually. We need to be reaching for the stars with our goals and not dumbing down and not teaching to the test. Number two, the elimination of negative stress by creating a classroom environment of respect, allowing mistakes and in turn developing from them. Recognising how individual children learn will be more conducive to learning self-acceptance and so building self-esteem. Number three, constructive reflection and feedback on the teacher's part so as not to put off or terminate a child's inquiry but continue to inspire them to continue to move forward. And number four, living with uncertainty in our ever-changing world. We as teachers do not have all the answers, so emphasis for children to realise the importance of skills, values and attitudes is important. Education is in a transition period that is exciting, coupled with a certain amount of unpredictability about the future. <laughs> 